Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. My goodness, man. Before I go any further, You know, this guy, Antonio Brown, is getting on my last nerve. You know, him posting the videos. I mean, I really meant to talk about this last week, but it, 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 it's, I don't know. I don't even like making some of these guys relevant, but he's getting on my nerves to the point where we have to say something. You know, he must be dealing with some, some issues, man. Really, I mean, some serious issues. Two, last week, he put out a, a, a video, a rap video about how much money he got. I got a lot of cash. I got a lot of cash. And some, you know, some women that were looking really good in the video, and some they were looking okay, but it was a whole bunch of scandalous women in this video. And it's just, just unnecessary stuff, man. And you're trying to get back into one of the most prestigious leagues in, in America, in the world. And then this week, it seems though every other week he's putting something out there on the vid- on on the internet or on the YouTube or somewhere about his uh, his baby mama or his baby's mamas. And this week he has a, just an awful video of him um, where he had to call the police to his house. And this has happened on several occasions. He's had to call the police to his house to have the woman removed from his house because this time she wanted to take one of his cars. Man, this is the kind of stuff that's going to keep him out of the league. I don't know, no matter how good he is, I think whoever does take a chance on him, they're really going to be taking a chance on this guy, man, because his mind is, it's a little wavery, I think. But anyway, I'm going to go on to something else that really got on my nerves. Wow. You know, this dude, Lil Wayne, now the word in South Florida is we really don't care for him too tough because he got a filthy mouth in his videos and his rap. So a lot of people, you know, he kind of claims South Florida as his his residence. He lived down there from time to time, I guess. But anyway, um, Lil Wayne comes to, um, I think it's Opelika Airport, private jet, FBI, well, all of them, City Opelika police, all of them meet him at the airport. And then they proceed to go on the plane, on his private plane. They find heroin. They find cocaine. They find weed. He confessed that the gun was his. Come on, man. Come on. And no, 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 no. That's not what I, that's not where he ties into sports. You know, he, he's a self-proclaimed Green Bay Packer fan. Well, on the game day, they got Lil Wayne. Now, he just got this in day, December. Just a few days ago in December, he got this, got this caught, up, caught up on the charge. I don't know whether it's they, they say they really charge. They don't know what they're going to charge him with or whatever. They're still investigating. That means money talk. That's what that means. But anyway, Lil Wayne, I got... Now he's out on the field before the game in Green Bay, Wisconsin, singing um, Roll Out the Barrels, We'll Have a Barrel of Fun. Now what is going on 
in the NFL. If this man can get off the plane in front of the FBI and everybody else with heroin, cocaine, marijuana, and a gun, and now he's singing on oh Woo, 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 woo. Oh, he had a song about the police or something one time. Hey, we got Vince on the line. Vince from South Florida. Maybe he can give us share some light on what's going on with this Lil Wayne thing down there in Green Bay, Wisconsin, singing We all Roll Out the Barrels. What's up, Vince? How you doing, Mr. Oliver? I'm doing very well. Loving this life I got, man. Every second of it, I'm loving it. I didn't hear about it, but I I I I was um I didn't I don't know what these guys doing out the NFL doing they 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 keep praising the wrong people. I've, they you really know praise I mean? the wrong person here. They they really are. You know, and I forgot they also found the codeine that they mix that these rappers mix and they make they call, make this stuff called lean. So they found uh-huh. some of that on the plane too, on Lil Wayne's plane. Oh man, come on! What kind of image is that portraying? Is the, is the NFL throwing out when they allow this guy? Yeah, yeah. To go before, he he out there, you know, um, raising a cheer with the fans on the field. But, no, that is that's not a good look. But if you notice, it's not even just that. It, it's just the idea that these rappers use these drugs. They carry on their life, and then we praise them for the wrong thing. And 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 the kids that who look up to them, they not no set example role models to me. Because look 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 down here on this end, they just got tricked, daddy, with 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 the same thing, the, the DWI with drugs in the car, and then he got a restaurant in Miami. They support him. Then they go back and let him get on TV. Come out and um, yeah, he loving hip hop in Miami. This kind of mess. I don't know what the world coming to. I can't tell you. I can't. I, 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 I don't even want to try to guess. All I want to do is just try to stay living and keep myself going. Cause I, I can't know. take all this show cooled up down here. And you know we've seen some of these drugs take out some of the most famous people we've ever known, man. Like Prince, Michael Jackson, yeah. Whitney. Houston. Yeah. You know, Whitney Houston sung the national anthem. Marvin Gaye. You know, Marvin Gaye sung the yeah. national anthem at the, at the NBA All-Star Game. One of the best I've ever heard in my life. Whitney Houston sung the national anthem. I can't remember what Super Bowl it was, but it was in Tampa. I'm almost sure. One of the best I've ever heard, man. And these two of the most famous musicians and singers that we've ever had in our lifetime. This kid, Juice World, not long ago. A couple of weeks ago, I don't, I've never heard his rap, but everybody plays him, talk about it. He died of a, of, oh. of drug overdose. You know what I'm saying? And and he coming back home with a, on a private plane with some drugs and say he swallowed a whole bunch of pills, think that the police weren't gonna find him. But whatever, man, it's just ridiculous how we we talk about these people and we know that this stuff is not good for us, man. We know it's not good. Yeah. Hey, my oh. friends, we got, we got some other people here trying to get in, man. What you want to holler at us about? About them Clemson Tigers tonight. They finna go off. You think so? Everybody doubt them, but for the big game, they 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 they, they, they come to the plate. That's what I want to holler at you about. You know, Vince? I um, think they'll be ready tonight. The game, they're playing this game in the Sugar Bowl, and um, that's in New Orleans, LSU. If they play in uh, um, 
Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is right up the road from New Orleans. I played in the Sugar Bowl. I think it was 1985 that we played in the Sugar Bowl against Tennessee, a team that we should have easily beaten. We were predicted to beat. And um, the crowd was so loud. I, 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 I tell this story sometimes. The crowd was so loud, man. We really could not hear anything. And we were not were prepared for the crowd noise. And, I mean, the, the viciousness of this crowd. I mean, and I say viciousness. It was, it was so loud. It seemed like the building was moving. And this was Tennessee that we were playing in the Sugar Bowl. They're playing LSU in that same uh-huh. building, in that same building. So I give an edge to uh, LSU because they got a good team, a good coach. And um, and I, I just think it's really hard to win that national championship three times in a row too, though. So um, back in the old days, uh-huh. they had the trophy. If you won the trophy three times in a row, it came to your house and stayed there uh-huh. forever. You know, we were working on that at Miami when I was at the University of Miami. Hey, Miss, we got to get out of here, man. We got Coach on the okay. line. I think we holler at you. Bruce, what's going on, okay, buddy? Buck. Bruce, yeah, what's this, up? This is Bruce. Hey, how you doing? Hey, we're doing real good, Coach. What's going on in Jville? What's happening, Duval? Hey, we just trying to hang in here and uh, looking at the playoffs. Uh, I won't say enjoying them, but, you know, we kind of, kind of cross, crossed on uh, supporting the AFC South, but also Tennessee is our rival, but they've made it, so, you know, just kind of supporting them a little bit, but uh, they're going to have a tough game against Kansas City for the AFC Championship game, but, uh, you know, in yeah, the future... The Giants are gonna have to uh step up their game and try to try to win the division, win some more division games, especially since the AFC South has comp- become so competitive. Uh, I don't know. You know, but you know, I, Bruce, I really... we saw we saw a lot of things going on in Jacksonville um this year. Uh, you know, we we, we, we we saw Nick Foles come into town and hope we were a lot of people were expecting a lot of big things from him. Didn't didn't pan out. Then you got a, a, a young quarterback, Gardner Minshew, come in and win a lot of games. Seemed like he was trying to pursue. Uh, he was trying to uh, actually give us this image of himself of being I don't know some hippie or whatever, um, <laughs> but with the mustache and the do rag. I, I don't know what that was all about, but he wanted us to kind of buy into that. And then all of a sudden. Um, the most important man in Jacksonville Jaguar football history, as far as I'm concerned, got fired. And that was Tom Coughlin. I just never thought I'd see the day that Tom Coughlin got fired from the Jaguars. As much as he did for Jacksonville, places he took them. I just didn't see that. But um, what's happening in Jacksonville? Are we going to look like we're going to keep the coach? Um, well, they, they're keeping Marone and the uh, general manager for now. At least that's the decision that Mr. Khan has made. Uh, just got news today that uh, Filippio, I, I'm probably not saying his name right, but he's the offensive coordinator that they brought in to go along with Nick Foles. 
he was just, well, they agreed to part ways today. So we're going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator. I don't know if that means we're going to try to bring in somebody that can more kind of make game plan for uh, Minshew or whatever. I don't, I don't know what that's going to lead us to, but uh, that'll be changing offensive coordinators again for the, I don't know how many times now. It'll be the fourth or fifth offensive coordinator within the last four or five years. So I don't know. We're still yeah. uh, still trying and still trying to look for the, you know, trying to get to that, that golden egg or whatever. But uh, to comment on what you said about Tom, this, this is the second time around that he's been released by the Jags. Other time he went to New York, went to the Giants, and went through Super Bowls. So, yeah, you are correct that he is one of the. Uh, well, he was a building block. He built the franchise, you know, as far as in the beginning, and they had a lot of success. And they have been to the AFC Championship games three different times, and he has been a part of that each time. So even in 2017, that was the first year he got back. So. I'm kind of split on that too, but it sounds like he was uh, doing some things that the uh, NFL Players Association found as uh, grievances. A lot of the players were filing grievances against Tom, so you know he can kind of have some of his old school ways about him. And uh, I guess the uh, owner felt like that was that was not a good thing for us. You know. And some of these, some some guys um, like Tom Coughlin, man, um, they they're not gonna quit. You know what I mean? You you can give them options. Say, hey, man, you can either resign or we're gonna fire you. Fire me. You know, he he's not gonna <laughs> quit. That's just how they are. That's how he's built. So hey, yeah. um, Tom Coughlin was he wasn't gonna quit. So he had had to be fired. And uh, and some of these old school guys like him, man. And when you when you hear the stories about him, um. Hey, it's a story that uh, one, of, one of our friends used to tell about Tom Coughlin. He was working for the New York Giants, and it was, um, I think it was Christmas morning, and Bill Parcell that gave everybody off that day off, and Bill Parcell called the office to, uh, to check his messages, see if he had any messages, and say, sooner the phone rang one time, um, Tom, Tom, um, um, Tom Coughlin said, uh, New York Giants, how can I help you? He said, "What the hell going on, man? You're supposed to be home." <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He he comes up with these, uh, you know, he has his rules. If right. you're not 15 minutes early, then you're late. Yeah, that's, that's probably what he was hitting the guys with that type of thing. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I hear he's probably trying to get guys to uh, come and do participate in the workout program over the uh, off-season, but it wasn't mandatory, but he, some kind of way, was trying to find folks for that. So, I don't hey, know. Co- was coach. Probably, yes, sir. Who you got tonight in the game, man? We got to get out of here. We got to go commercial break. But okay. who are you looking at? Okay. Who do you like? Who I'm, you like? I'm going with Clemson, even though, you, like you said, it's going to be a home game for LSU. Um, going with Clemson, I'd I like, like to take the uh, thought that you got to beat the champs, so you got to knock them out. It's like boxing or whatever. You got to dethrone them. So I don't know. I'm still gonna go with Clemson, and 
I'm hoping it's a, a good game, maybe low scoring. If it's a high scoring game that where they got to try to match LSU point for point, they may not be able to do that. But if they can figure out a way to slow them down a little bit, I don't know, maybe they can pull it out in the end. We'll see. Hey, Coach, I appreciate you calling, yes, man. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night. Give us a call. Let us know what's going on over there in Duval. Appreciate <laughs> it, Coach. Appreciate hey, we're going to take a you quick break. And when we get back, we got Reggie on the other side. I know he want to talk about what's going on in the NFL. We'll be right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, well, welcome back to Sports Info you on VoiceAmerica.com. You know, we got Reggie on the show right now. Reggie played with the New Orleans Saints, played in the Superdome uh, a few years. And I know he can confess to the noise that goes on in that stadium because I only played in there once. And I can tell you, man, that the noise was it was unbearable. It was just really unbearable. I mean, and it, this was against a team that we should have easily beat uh, the um Tennessee Volunteers. They were a good team, but not nearly as as good as, as we were. We had wow. <laughs> hey Reggie, what's going on, buddy? Hey, look, I, I, was, I just want to give my prediction first. I like. I think uh, I, I'm gonna take LSU, and I'm gonna take them uh, 14 points or better tonight. I know a lot of people saying what. I believe uh, LSU gonna beat them by 14 or better tonight. And like you said earlier to the uh, first caller, it's it's basically a home game. LSU is only seventy miles away from New Orleans, and and you know people they some people travel that every day from Baton Rouge. People and, travel uh, more than that to go to work in America. Yeah, 
you when you got a national championship game that's and your team is in it and you only seventy miles away, there probably won't be nobody in Baton Rouge tonight. Uh whether they watching it uh 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 on on TV or not, uh, uh, I mean, watching it live, or they might just even just drive down to New Orleans. That's how, that's the kind of fan support that uh, LSU is going to have, man. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for Clemson tonight. And I heard one caller say, "You got to go with the champs uh, uh, until you knock them out." Yeah, but the champs got they lost. Uh, I think four down linemen. They lost the one down lineman that went in the first round. Three, three. I believe it was three that went in the uh, in the first round. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it seemed like yeah. seemed like uh, LSU replaced uh, took their place with the with the defense. The defense is tough. The off of the quarterback man, he, he rarely makes mistakes. And uh, that those receivers that LSU have, it's going to be rough for Clemson tonight. It's going to be rough. And that guy, Joe and, uh, Burrow, you know, he the Heisman winning trophy, Heisman winning quarterback. That's I mean, I think that makes a big difference. You know, he, he and he's right. probably going to be the first player selected in the draft. He got some pressure on him. But at the same time, Reggie, I, I think this kid, uh, Randy Mawson, Thaddeus Moss, he, he's been a pretty right. doggone receiver, good receiver for that team. And he played tight end. They line him up at tight end. But he's almost like a right. tall, lanky. He, 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 he's today's NFL tight end. Tall, lanky, not really a, a tight end, but almost like an H-back kind of guy. So uh, I, I think that guy has made a, a big difference for um, for LSU as well with those receivers. Right. They're, they're, LSU is, is – is, uh, they're good in all phases of the game. Offense, defense, and special team, just like uh, Clemson. But I think uh, uh, Clemson's going to be outmatched tonight with with the uh, athletes that uh, they have. Now, both teams have wonderful athletes, and both both schools get five-star athletes, five- and four-star athletes. So uh, it's going to be a game that everybody's looking forward to seeing. But I, me personally, I believe LSU is going to beat them by two touchdowns or better. That's, that's you know, my prediction. And... and um... When we talk about um, Clemson, you know, you mainly talk about their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he took a real hard shot in the last game against Ohio State. A lot of people thought he was out, um, but he came back and did some did some good things. You know, oh, he's a tough kid. He's definitely let me a tough ask, kid. Let me ask a question and about and him. right after he took that hit, he ran like a fifty yard touchdown. Right after he t- got up from 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 that uh, that hit that he took. I guess it must have it must have pissed him off because he sure got up and played a whole lot better after he had that injury. Let me ask you a question, Reggie. Yeah. If some people are saying Trevor Lawrence should sit out all of next college, next year college football, don't risk injury or nothing he because he gonna, he gonna be the first round pick no matter what. He should sit out next year. Shouldn't even play college football next year. He'd be making the biggest mistake in his life because any all players can always get better. That's my that's my take on that. You can always get better. If you're not hurt, why would you just sit out just to sit around and 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 wait? You 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 played football all these years, and you weren't thinking about injuries then. So when you go into 
when you go in a game, this my this is just my, this is me speaking. If you go into a game thinking you're gonna get hurt or, 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 or trying to avoid getting hurt, a lot of times it, it, it'll happen. So you just go and you play your game and, and you do your prayer with whatever you do and what you've been doing in the past. You continue to do that. You know, you don't you don't sit out trying to avoid injuries because, like I said earlier, man, every player there's always room for improvement. And how can you improve if you're sitting on the sideline? I I agree totally, Reggie. I think he should play next year and try and work as hard as he can to get as get as as good as he can get. You know, and and matter of fact, that makes me think about the Baltimore Ravens where they did not play Lamar, um, Lamar Jackson the last two weeks of the season. Then they end up having a bye. You know what I'm saying? So it was almost right. like three weeks that he didn't play, play in a game. And then you come up in the biggest right. game of his career, and he was a little rusty. I think he, he was a little rusty, um, maybe a little overconfident. But um, – I think it makes a difference when you don't go out there and practice or play and you think you could just turn it on like a water faucet. It don't work like that. It just don't work right. like that in sports. And, and you so, know something else Something else I noticed about these playoffs this year? You know, a lot of teams, when they're in the regular season, they're trying to play for home field advantage. I noticed that in the first round, only one home team – only one home team won. That was that was um, San Francisco, and then Green Bay. All the mm-hmm. other teams were road 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 teams. I mean, home teams lost. Yeah, you worked that uh-huh. hard, and, so, and then what came to my mind was it don't look like it's some some call a home field advantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, well, yeah. "What happened to the home field advantage?" You, you play, you play, you play all those games during the regular season, so you can get home field advantage. Then you turn around right there and lose. And also, there, I, I don't know if I mentioned that uh, last week or not, but on that Saints game, man, this second year in a row, I don't know if a lot of people will agree with me, but I know that that was an obvious push off by that tight end from Minnesota against New Orleans that last play. Oh, Reggie. Oh, Reggie, man. You want, what you want, a little violin or a big violin, man? Come on, man. Did you see it? Did you see it, man? Yeah. Come on, Daryl, man. Come on. Give it. Hey, Daryl, anytime, anytime a receiver pushes, extends, extends his arm and pushes the defensive back, and you can see the defensive uh, move, and plus that was the separation. Now, had that been the defensive back push that tight end, that receiver, I bet you that I bet you that flag had would have came out. But Reggie, I think San Francisco would have beat y'all anyway. So I I ain't even gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about that point? How about that point? Um, 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 Henry running that ball out there in Tennessee, looking better than Eddie George. Oh that man, man, Eddie that boy, yeah, that hey, ball. he That's really, you know, Daryl. To me, he 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 really surprised me because he didn't run that ball. I mean, he was good at Alabama, but yes, he, he has taken his run game to a whole nother level, a whole nother level. Yes, he has. 
I, I, I would agree. He has, and, and for him to be the size that he is, he has some speed, too. I mean, of course he's not going to outrun corners and, you know, and some safety, but this guy can go, man, with that with the weight that he's carrying. And he's yeah, such he a can. powerful back, man, strong, man. And that guy really, he, he really uh, took his uh, run game to another level. He, he made every defensive back and a lot of linebackers make a business decision tackling that guy, man. I'm telling you, he, yeah, yeah. he's, he's now was he drafted by Tennessee? Yeah, out of Alabama. He, yeah, he's been there all his career. Yeah, he's that's the only okay, team so he's played. About his third year, third or fourth yeah. year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And 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 wow. let's check this out. When you look at the stats, he ran for 30 rushes for 195 yards. You know, and man, you know when you run seven games, the guy got up. He ran for over a thousand yards in seven games. Yeah, but he ran, yesterday he ran I for saw almost that stat last night. But how about their quarterback only threw for eighty-eight yards, two touchdowns, eighty-eight yards, seven of fourteen for eighty-eight yards. Now that's that. And, that's and, the, you know, Lamar Lamar Jackson threw and thirty-one all, for fifty-nine. And also Dale. Uh, uh, what you said about remember we were talking about Jameis Winston getting mm-hmm. another um another uh, 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 yeah. another shot at a uh, another location and uh, another atmosphere. You right. see Tannehill. Tannehill didn't throw that ball like that at Miami. He didn't feel good there. You know what I mean? And I think Jameis yeah. Winston is beginning to feel a little bit of that too. He don't feel good in Tampa anymore. You know, he don't feel mm-hmm. welcome. He don't feel appreciated. He don't feel. And see, Mariota was was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who was supposed to step in and do a lot of good things. But, hey, it didn't work out. Tannehill comes in. And, and sometimes yeah, I you, think when you I had, think when, when, when you I had think a it's bad all about the system. You get in the right system. Yeah. You, you, you got to get in the right, right environment and the right, right system. And because all these guys got talent, man. I mean, uh, Mariota, Mariota, you see Tannehill, they done, uh, 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 they're using his talent to, to the fullest, man. I mean, when he threw that post route for a touchdown to that number 15, that was a pretty route and a pretty pass. Let me tell you something, though, man. This is that dude, um, Tannehill. He, he threw the eight different receivers, though. That that lets you know he was, you know, he's spreading the ball around. You know what I'm saying? Now, now don't get it twisted. Um, your your boy, your boy, um, 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 Lamar Jackson threw the ten different receivers. But I'm I'm just saying Tannehill is 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 a is a player that's he don't have no favorites because he, he ain't been with the team long enough to really have any any favorites. I, this is my go-to guy. No, he go to the open guy. He's going. He's getting the right read in, and he's and he's. You can tell he's learned a lot from Miami to Tennessee. He gets rid of the ball quick. Uh, he still can run the ball when he needs to, and he looks healthier now than he's been in a long time because he dealt with some serious knee injuries when he was in Miami as well. Right, right, and and you can tell he's making a lot better decisions. Whoever the offensive coordinator is has done a wonderful job. Working with Tannehill, Ryan. Man, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. like a whole different quarterback from when he was at Miami. 
Well, and maybe you might be right about Winston because Winston has a better, a stronger arm than Tannehill. Uh, uh, and it's just something that he he has to uh, get get a place where he has to get, and that's a place where he fits into the system along with a a coordinator that's going to, you know, teach him, hey, man, if this not open, take this, man. Take what they give you. You know, Take can you imagine Jameis Winston going to San Diego Chargers, sitting behind Phillip Rivers until they just say, hey, uh, Jameis, get in the game. He goes in the game. You know, he got a, got a quality running back behind him. Hey, I really think he can make a difference at some place like San Diego. Who knows where it's going to be? But I just think it's time for Jameis Winston to, to get on out of Tampa and, and, and put the move on, man. It's just... It's, you know, his time is fast, really. You know, I don't yeah, well, I, I, I saw that in Tannehill. here. Now, I want to say this there before I get out of here, man, because that dog on Houston went up 24 nothing and gave yeah. up 50 points and three, 51 points in three quarters. Uh, hey, Reggie. That was, that was, I know that was a tough pill to swallow for the Houston, the people back home in Houston. To yeah, see was. them go up 24 points, 24-0, and lose yeah. and give up. And because and, and, the score was 24 nothing in the second quarter, beginning of the second. And end of the fourth quarter, what was the final score? Like 28 uh, uh, uh 31, no, 31 51. That's where the final score So they only scored one touchdown. They didn't score anything in the any, one touchdown in the second half, no points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, and whereas wow, that, 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 was, that was a tough pill to swallow. I know even for the players and coaches as well that yeah. you go up right. that, that far, that quick. Yeah. Let me well, ask you a question. Um, do yeah. you think do you think this coach kind of like got scared and played not to lose instead of just trying to chop your head off? You know what I mean? Yeah, he got he relaxed. Got, yeah, now nah, I wouldn't say relaxed. I'm saying scared to win because you know right. these, these guys, man, they, they just want to almost play pre- prevent and um, let's let's run the ball and protect the ball and let's protect our lead. Instead of adding on to the lead, instead of scoring, instead of them thinking, hey, we need to score 50 points. Nah, we score 31. That'll be enough. No, you need to score 50. Because Reggie, right, yeah, and I'm going to give you an example. I was just getting ready to say that. They was up 21 nothing Inside the 30-yard line, it was fourth and one. Going in on, on the plus side of the 50, going into a uh, 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 yeah. uh, Tennessee's um, uh, uh, end zone. And, and I would not, me as a coach, I would have went for it. He kicked the field goal. I mean, you I had, that, that's when you had the momentum. Then he turned around later on, it was, he, he kicked the field goal instead of going for the first and made it 24. Now, later on, it was fourth and three. He didn't, he tried a fake punt. I saw it, and a horrible play. Yeah, but Reggie, let me ask you a question. Were you in that game when we we were up against Maryland, thirty-one nothing? Thirty-one nothing half time. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. And, that was the, and, date, and the, the game before we played Boston College. Yeah, we lost. We lost. And we got relaxed in the locker room. We were talking after. about we were talking about what we were going to do after the game. Man, Nobody got together and said. We were going to that night at halftime. Everybody talking about what we going to do. Man, yeah, I was telling on. Over. Yeah. So yeah, we I know how I was talking feel. to Willis. We were talking about Manhattan, Club Manhattan. So and we know how it feels. Where I was going after the game. We know how it feels to be up by 30. We were up 31 nothing. At halftime and to lose. Hey, Reggie, we got game. a commercial break, man. Thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night talking sports on Sports Info U.S. All right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. Voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Before I before I forget about it, I want to make sure that I acknowledge this. Um Coach Jimmy Johnson is going into the NFL Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, Coach Johnson was my coach at University of Miami after Coach Howard Snellenberger left. And um, soon as I left University of Miami, Jimmy Johnson won his first national championship. And that was with Michael Irvin. And uh, I think Steve Walsh was the quarterback. Steve Walsh was, our quarter- was a quarterback then. Uh, Steve played with me for two years. But um, congratulations, Coach Johnson, on um, being elected into the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, he deserves it. It's a, it's a good guy. He, he really is. Uh, he used to come to reunions a lot, um, especially when Butch Davis created our um, University of Miami alumni reunion every year. 
Uh, but every once in a while, you'll see him there on Friday night. So uh, congratulations again, uh, Coach Timmy Johnson and um, Coach Coward. Um, um, Pittsburgh Steelers coach won Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he he won, but Jimmy was the coach when uh, when I was at UM, and uh, I've had an opportunity to talk to him a lot of times after um, after. I graduated from University of Miami. He went on to Texas, and after he left the Cowboys, and as a matter of fact, when he was with the Dolphins, um, I was out of football. But um, Coach Johnson got me tickets a couple times when they came over to 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 um, play the Jaguars in Jacksonville, and even got me a couple sideline passes uh, for the game. So, you know, straight up guy, Jimmy, Coach Johnson. Some people may have some ill feelings towards him, but I, I don't hold any of that stuff. Coach Johnson, good dude. So congratulations, Jimmy, Coach Johnson, on being elected into the NFL Hall of Fame. Did a lot of good things for the University of Miami. I mean, you know, we can we all talk about when it all started with Coach Snellenberger, but um, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson took um, – Took UM football to another level. Uh, brought in a 4-3 defense. Uh, gave guys, I mean, freedom to do a lot of things on defense that people had never seen before. Uh, we we had we had an offense that was really designed professionally by the Miami Dolphins. Coach Howard Snellenberger brought that to um, to University of Miami. But Jimmy Johnson brought the 4-3 defense that really just changed the way guys played. I mean, Danny Stubbs, Winston Moss, Jerome Brown, uh, Dan Celio, um, Billy Hawkins, I mean, Rod Carter. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You know, Tobit Bain, Daryl Fullington, Reggie Sutton. I mean, these guys just cut loose. And um, so I, I credit Coach Johnson for um, – taking Miami football to another level. It was already at a high level, and he took it to a um, to another level. So congratulations again, Coach. And um, I'm sure Miami's going to recognize him. The University of Miami, and he's already in our Hall of Fame, but I'm sure we'll recognize him. Um, you know, a, a lot of people are, are talking about um, – this kid, Mahomes, you know, and what he did yesterday, I think it was incredible. There, there, there's no doubt. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, being down by 27 points at, um, at, at, ha- at, at one point in the first half and coming back and, and winning that game is just, you know, that's just remarkable. But, you know, where, how, how are we going to really, really, really judge this guy? You know, is he going? Is he taking Tom Brady's spot? Is he the next Peyton Manning? Um, is he a mixture of Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady? You know, what, how how do we do we judge this guy? Seems as though he can read defenses very very well. I do say that, um, but at the same time, he has he has the 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 closest thing. To Gronkowski that we've seen, that's what he has. And, and Travis Kelsey, he has the closest thing to Gronkowski that we've seen. So I'm telling you guys, I'm telling some parent out there right now, 
if if your child is six five, six six, six seven, and he can't hardly play no basketball, start throwing a football to him and make him play tight end and get his feet right. Cause that is the key to success in football is these guys that are playing tight end that almost look like doggone power forward. No, they look like power forwards. You know, we look at Jimmy Graham. He looks like more like a power forward almost than a, a power forward with some weight on compared than more than a, um, a basketball player. So tell your parents, if you got one of these kids, six, four, six, five, Put more weight on and work on his feet work and make him a tight end because these guys are going to start getting paid, 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 you know, and, and I, and I, this is, I don't, I don't mean to laugh about this at all, but the late Aaron Hernandez was grunt before grunt before, for the Patriots, you know, that cat made that position what it is now and and not 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 made it what it is now but it, he he was that fleet-footed cross between tight end and wide receiver just don't know what he is and then next thing you know they had two of those cats well that's where football is going we were talking about this, the the, um, the tight end for LSU Thaddeus Moss Randy Moss son he could be one of those kind of cats. He don't look as um as powerful as Gronk and some of these other guys, but I could see him being um being that kind of tight end before his before his career is over. But you know, the best quarterback in some people's eyes in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. You know. Aaron Rodgers is back in the Super Bowl. Not in the Super Bowl. I take that back, excuse me. Back in the NFC championship. And Devontae Adams is a is a real, real serious receiver. I mean, for real. And he in in some cases yesterday he made um he, he made the Seattle Seahawks secondary look amateurish. I mean, this cat is is looked that good. Well, you know, Russell Wilson, he just never really got it. Got it going. I don't know whether, uh, you know, we don't expect a lot of, uh, of running from Russ, Russell Wilson, but he never really, really got it going. And um, this kid, Metcalf, that we, we've been talking about a lot, he showed he's a rookie. He's a rookie. You know, targeted five times, caught four passes for 59 yards. That's just not going to get it done. You know, and Russell Wilson threw for um, – um, 270, 277, not bad numbers, but really, that's, that's you know, Russell had to throw for 300 yesterday in order for them to win. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has, has some weapons around him that he can kind of count on. But because Russell Wilson was a leading rusher for the um, Seattle Seahawks, seven rushes, 64 yards. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, 12 rushes. 26 yards, two TDs. The longest run was eight yards. That was early in the game. Might have been his first or second carry in the game. That was just not enough. And, you know, I, I think I read somewhere where he's going to get like $1.4 million for signing with Seattle. So that means he probably gonna, they're, they're probably going to ask him to come back and practice with them in, in the fall or offseason or something just to see if they can get anything out of that. 
But I don't think Marshawn gonna, you know, I don't think he's coming back. I don't, I don't think so. But you never know. You never know. So now we have Aaron Rodgers going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot of people was questioning him throughout the entire season. But did we really think Kirk Cousins could do anything more than what he did last week? I don't know. It's just something about Kirk Cousins that that just doesn't resonate into a champion. I, I, I don't know whether I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't it doesn't equate into championship. I, I'm I'm still trying to get it. You know, I I don't. It's almost like. To me, Kurt is like, like that nerd who's trying not to be a nerd, and it doesn't equate. It just just that doesn't work. Be a nerd, man. Come on. Some people can respect nerds. I don't know. So, but here it is in a championship game: twenty-one of twenty-nine for one hundred and seventy-two yards, one touchdown, one interception. And Jimmy Garoppolo, his his numbers were pedestrian. Worse than Kurtz, 11 of 19, 131 yards, one TD, one interception. These are just just not what we call championship kind of numbers. You know, San Francisco, they've been running the ball pretty good all year. They ran 47 times for 186 yards. Uh, Minnesota, 10 rushes, 21 yards. That's just not going to get it done. Delvin Cook, nine rushes, 18 yards. That's just not going to get it done. I, I I just don't, I don't see San Francisco's defense being that that good to hold Devin Cook to uh, eighteen rush eighteen yards rushing. You know he's he's gonna have to step up his game uh, sooner or later. We can't just keep saying he's young, he's young, he's he's heard, he's heard. Well, sooner or later he got to step his game up. And um, but if he continues to get injured, then. It's not going to be a matter of stepping his game, but we're going to be starting to say, hey, he's injury prone. What's going on? You know, um, but I guess the person I didn't really talk a lot about was Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson is going to um, have to continue to do what he's done. Man, I mean, from one season to the second season, first season to the second season, he made a drastic improvement. You know, if he can have a really good offseason, and I mean, when I'm talking about a good offseason, keep your nose clean. Let's don't show you speeding over 100-something miles an hour in a residential area or even on the turnpike. Let's keep, let's don't see you doing anything stupid. Don't be grabbing on Uber drivers and doing stupid stuff. Keep some of those crazy people out of your life. If we see him just make improvements, Pretty much stay in Baltimore, be around the facility, work on your game, work on your game, work on the mental aspects of your game, work on the on the visual and vocal parts of your game. And I'm talking about in interviews and speaking to your teammates. So if he can work on all of that, I think he's going to be an outstanding player, outstanding representative for the NFL and um, and when we may not just see one NFL MVP from him, we may see six, seven, three, four, five Super Bowls 
from this young man if he continues to work on his game and keep a level head and and just do the right thing. I think we're going to find out that he is a remarkable player. So, hey, he didn't make it in the Super Bowl this year, but he's still got a lot of time because it's only his second year. DeMar Jackson. So, um, hey, I'm not taking anything from Tannehill either. You know, Tannehill, I, I, I like what he did in um, in Tennessee. Um, and I, I really like um, – um, Derrick Henry, I think he did an outstanding job. I just read where um, Derrick Henry is expecting, I know he just had his first baby. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Um, but hey, but before we get out of here, and uh, I talked about a lot of things I didn't like in, in the NFL because of the uh, it's, it's sportsmanship. And Antonio Brown, I don't know if we're going to ever see him in the league again because his his attitude is messed up. He's messing up off the field. Um, I also talked about the Lil Wayne thing. Poor look for the for the Green Bay Packers. But somebody got to say something about all of this hair flying down people's back. You can't see the names on the jerseys. So much hair you can't even hardly see the numbers on the jersey. NFL, do something about that. It's not a good look. And it's not good sportsmanship. Because if somebody grabs somebody's hair to tackle, you're not gonna, you, somebody's going to get upset. Tuck your hair in your jersey, underneath your jersey. We don't need to see all that hair. We want to see who made the tackle, who made the catch, who made the block. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see all that hair hanging out on your jersey. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll be back next week with more sports info on voiceamerica.com. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.